Hello, Inspired to Inspire listeners. This is Devin, and today I am happy to present to you the second half of our interview with Jamie Turnbull. Um, We're excited for you guys to listen to this and give us some feedback on it. Jordan and I are also excited about collaborating and thinking about some of the things we want to do and go ahead and produce for 2020, some people we want to interview, some topics we want to hit. So as you all refresh over the holiday season, we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Enjoy. One of the reasons I was there is just because subconsciously I just I wanted to belong. And I, I said it several times, but yeah. I think uh, even even if um, yeah. So, so that's a, a good lead into this question. When did you start feeling like you didn't belong? Oh, I've always felt. I mean, felt like I didn't belong. Okay. Um, but in terms of uh, like I've always felt a little distant from people. Okay. But in terms of uh, the church itself, I start my eyes started opening probably three or four years, um, at least two, in terms of how church works. Uh-huh. Um, I started opening three or four years before this event um, of me leaving. Okay. Did you want to go into some of the, the details of that? Yeah. I, mean, I was thinking about going to another church. That, okay. that's the whole time I was thinking, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to find another church. Seeing how different things were done with money and how things, like, where what's, what's the priority here? Mm-hmm. Like, is the priority to actually help people? Is it right. to back then I was like, are we trying to reach people? What are we doing? Um, but everything or are we trying to establish a community? The, the, the priorities always seemed a little off okay. um, in terms of putting money into buildings and all these things. And why can't we go out and actually like one Sunday a month go out and help people? Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Or, or something. That, those were my thoughts yeah, at the absolutely. time. Absolutely. Then I realized there's not really much ability to do that in the church's current conception, or at least the way I see it. Okay. okay. Did you have those conversations uh, with people? A few friends here okay. and there. Um, some had left, some had gone to other churches, okay. not necessarily left uh, the faith altogether, Okay. but uh, gone to other churches or maybe some people in the church, within the church. Yeah, because I've found through my experience, and Jordan, you probably would agree with this, a lot of people, well, because we talked about I'm you writing this out yeah, and that ahead. this is a rare thing. And like I said, I, I'm I'm not saying this lightly. This took courage to do. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of what some people may or may not have actually said about you. It, it's a... This took courage. It was yeah. an emotionally draining okay. uh, like week after yeah. that. And I think what happens is people will leave not just a church, but a job or mm-hmm. a friend circle or whatever it may be without having the real conversation. Right. You know, in, in my line of work, I've, I've had clients just leave. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a notification that they've transferred money and that's it. We never have the communication, right. we never have the conversation. And, and I, I just want to encourage people to, to do that. And, you know, this isn't necessarily about your decision making, but for people who might be listening to this, who are struggling with a lot of things, same things that you've, you've struggled with, find someone you can have the conversation with. And if they're not willing to listen to you, then, then you're probably in the wrong place anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> probably true. Uh, but yeah. I will say those conversations yeah. don't always end up like, like I talked about gaslighting earlier yeah. and, um, I agree. or yeah. even, yeah, trying to 
trying to push something on people. And sometimes people use those conversations to keep people in unhealthy environments yeah. for them. Oh, no, for sure. No doubt. 100%. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that make up your own mind. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, churches are run by humans. And oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very imperfect humans. Yeah. They don't do the, the right no. thing always. No. Uh, just want to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, speaking of that, I, I really feel like it's detrimental. I mean, bro, I, I, again, I don't think you realize. Like, I know we, we keep saying it. I'm hoping not gaslighting your head up in the process. Um, but, <laughs> but no, just because, I don't know. I God, Call me a, a dreamscape kid. I really desire um, a day in a church where we can see two things collide and do so in concert. Um, you know, one is is the truth, mm-hmm. and the other is an anti-suppressant culture where everybody can at least legitimately be able to sit down and have a conversation about anything and know that they can all get up and still love one another and still walk away, even if in that moment they don't come to agreement Mm-hmm. on certain things. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I don't know who you talk to. It wasn't me. So shame on you for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I feel like the people, I don't know. Cause I can't say that the folks you had a conversation with didn't love you or maybe you didn't even know like the right or wrong things to say. I don't, right. I don't know that or, from Adam. What their motivations and by the way, by, right now, obviously that's in the past anyway. So we don't even have time to yeah. focus on that. What I will say is what this should bring about, hopefully, and the reason why, again, I say that I wanted to do this episode specifically um, is the courage for other folks to pretty much do the same thing that you're doing right now. Not saying you did, you're doing right now. um, Because then I think that if we could get enough people to do that and enough people who care enough, I'm not going to say that that's me and Devin, but it's me and Devin, uh, to actually want to do that, um, that maybe the end of this looks a lot different. And maybe instead of this being your um, designed, civil, loving expulsion of a thought process, um, it could be a testimony on how, and again, I'm, you know, ain't nobody trying to make you say this in this prayer today, uh, but a testimony on how you actually were able to use your fears, your your concerns, whatever your your innermost in the thought process, and actually turn that into um, stronger connection. You know what I'm saying? Because unfortunately, what we see here is somebody dropped the ball somewhere, and it could be on both sides. But the bottom line is, on one side where the church is supposed to be the community, it wasn't. Um, right. And I even feel like I have to take two seconds out because. Um, uh, on behalf of the entire capital C church and just say our bad. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> because I'm just, yeah, not, not this church yeah. in particular. Not I feel like a, we have to do that a lot. <laughs> that's real apologetics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, I, like I said, I just, I feel like that there should hopefully prayerfully, my God, come a day when people are just like, you know what? I think I love you a little bit more than I, I, I need you to be a part of this or belong to this or serve this or, or do this. Because I, I feel like that would be the, the hugest difference maker yeah. in the history of man and the church. Yeah, I think it's a, I think that's kind of a, um, a harder thing to, it's easier to say than, but it's actually kind of impossible, I think. Because um, if you come to a point where there, 
like the law in itself, which I came to believe is bunk, then you you don't want to be held to it. The the law by uh, by God's law or, or yeah, like Mosaic the law, law or, okay. or or okay. Ten Commandments or even okay. so you you kind of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you don't believe in the core tenets of the church, then the rest of it doesn't necessarily matter. Well, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll beg this question, though, just the one. We've got the ten and the old. What about the two and the new? The two and love God and love people? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it all depends on your definition of God at that point. So. Okay. Right. Is it the Hebrew God or is it some other manifestation of it? So and I, I'm of the mindset that. It could be a million things. I'm not one to say what's right and wrong, but I am one to say that the image that people give give it. Um, well, that commandment specifically is mentioned by Jesus, so it's pretty clear which God it should be according to him. <laughs> right. But, but, I, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Then, you, then you go into the point of like the accuracy of the Gospels. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all those things kind of go into, it wasn't, this wasn't some kind of emotional decision to leave, although there was emotion in it. Yeah. It wasn't, um, I spent a lot of time and it was painful to leave. Mm-hmm. I, I hope everybody, if any of my friends hear this, I hope they actually know it was painful and it's been a painful process for me. Yeah. So. Okay. No, and I think we we can sense that through this. I think, I think one of the things that Jordan's trying to express and the, that I would try to express as well, <laughs> the the apology for the capital C mm-hmm. is because if you choose to leave, no one should have any problems with that. And it shouldn't be as painful a process as it was because there should have been steps made to where there was a a mutual discussion or at least an openness where you could have felt like you were heard, your concerns, even if the answers you got weren't the answers that you were looking for would have, again, no one's convincing you to have stayed or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like you even got a fair shake in a lot of the things that you had A lot of things I didn't really vocalize to everybody. A lot of the, um, I was kind of doing it in private. Okay. Uh, But I also, I knew at a certain point that what I believe was very dissonant. Like I, if I were to maintain these relationships, if I were to stay in this community, yeah, it would be inauthentically or I would feel like they were because if you are living with somebody and if you're hanging out with somebody or uh-huh. anything and they're in their mind, they think, well, you should be doing something else. Uh-huh. That's not very that's not acceptance. I mean, doesn't every doesn't everybody think that, though? I mean, sort of, <laughs> but it's still not accepted. So you can yeah. I can if you if somebody came up to me and came out. As gay, mm-hmm. and I was a Christian, like mm-hmm. um, a church-going Western evangelical Christian. Yeah, and somebody said, "There's still get, there's going to be a dissonance, and they're going to be defensive because they know in their heart of hearts that I believe that they're wrong, living in sin." That they're so, so one of the interesting things that you brought up because the very the the way you start out your post is mm-hmm. talking about how you went to a, a gay pride event, uh-huh. and you had experienced uh, an acceptance and an authenticity among the people who were there. Mm-hmm. And you said that you simply just felt love and no judgment. Right. Did you feel that when you first started going to church? Um, I felt, I don't know if I necessarily felt that specifically. Okay. Because I wasn't necessarily looking for that. Okay. Um, I was looking for a home, an identity. Okay. Um, and so at a certain point when I you know, at that 
later on in life, because I, I think some of y'all know, like the culture in church sometimes can be a bit too pushy towards a certain ideal. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, and then that causes dissonance with people who aren't ready to meet that. Right. Um, there's no acceptance in that mindset. Okay. Um, I guess the only reason I ask that is because um, the feeling that you got there obviously was an emotional feeling, an emotional sense of belonging, an emotional sense of um, a community coming together with uh, similar sensibilities mm-hmm. and an understanding of who they were and mm-hmm. an ability to just kind of be their, their true selves, which you said um, you don't feel the church does that. And I don't, I certainly don't disagree with you right. because yes, when you step into a church, even if you don't believe in God, right. you're going to feel like there's judgmental eyes on you. So I totally get that. Um, but you said something about if you're living with someone who's a roommate or something, someone's Christian and, and someone's not, mm-hmm. you're going to feel a disconnect. Um, but that that's probably true of almost anyone for different things, because otherwise you'd have to align your beliefs entirely. So you're going to run up against that in any walk of life, I would think. So if you're drinking or, or smoking weed and someone's like, um, they're an atheist, but they're like, drinking's bad for you or recycling, you know, you're not recycling or you should be vegan. Like you're always going to run up against that. So I'm just. Right. I think the, those scenarios mm-hmm. um, where there is dissonance usually only come when there is some kind of line that's drawn, mm-hmm. whether that's a necessary line or not. Right. I mean, that's why a lot of Christians end up staying with Christians because, or living with Christians because they are... Right. Which, which, by the way, is not biblically sound. Um, so, so I, and, and I, I'm just asking that question because Jordan and I both, I know, I mean, I, I have friendships mm-hmm. with people who are not Christian. I have friendships with people who are right. atheists and they are deep, right. deep friends of mine who watch my children. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no judgment of them. And I realize that that's not the normal thing that the church feels. Right. Um, or the normal thing that you might get from Christians. My question with that is, my question with that is, if you are living in that way and you're not trying to convert them, are you really, or you're not applying law to them or whatever, Mm -hmm. if you're not trying to get them on board and have them say the sinner's prayer and get saved, are you living in accordance with your beliefs? Yes. And the reason why I say that is because um, also part of my belief is that God gave us a free will Mm -hmm. and a free decision. And um, while I am supposed to share the gospel, uh, a part of that is how I choose to live my life, which is actually being accepting of other people the way that Christ was. Do you believe believe that going to hell if they don't make that decision? Yes, I do. Then that's the dissonance. The fact that they probably, if you said that to them, uh, they might feel... Like yeah, but but what's but what's weird yeah. is that don't you think they already know that I believe that? But it's not an important part of our relationship. There's still a dissonance. But see, here's what but, I think. But is this interesting. is this is the nature of life, though. Yeah. We're talking about the nature of life, which is God, divinity, right? Heaven, hell. We'll get saved, go to heaven. This is the nature of the meaning of everything, and we can't say that that's a trivial thing in terms of relationships. No, it's not. But well, at the same time, yeah. though, what I would say is um. If you are that nature of a person, and while I say it for me, I say God nature, um, then the one thing you understand in all of it is that there's love involved, even if a person hates you. Now, there's nothing realer than that because that's that beats any type of acceptance you're talking about, in my opinion. Um, and I think the realest factor in that is that acceptance, even if you are 
labeling it by a technical definition, which is what you're doing right now, black or white, white or wrong. I, I get that. And right. I don't have a problem with it. Right. But what I do um, ultimately hit the quote-unquote brick wall is going back to the understanding of the Ten Commandments versus the two again. Mm-hmm. And going back to laws, same thing. So with the exception of one or two, when you're looking at the Ten Commandments, how many of them are punishable in the natural? I'm not sure if I know what you mean. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not this, this. How many of those are punishable here on earth? You could probably tell me that. Okay, roughly eight, maybe not. Yeah. Um, how many of them are actually punishable in, in the supernatural, in the afterlife? You would say all of them. Hmm. No, no, none of them because no, they don't exist in that. No, but, yeah. but, but again, the, the, here yeah. it is, uh, but yeah. carry yeah. it over. Without this Jesus, is, they carry over. Yeah, well, this mm-hmm. is the bottom line, though. In the new, though, those two, how many of those are actually punishable in the natural? Zero. How many of them are punishable in the supernatural? Both. Do you go to jail for not loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? You can't. My question is, why? how do we get such a defined uh, definition of what the supernatural is? I mean, it's mainly it's by doing the, a lot of the things that you're doing studying and mm-hmm. like I don't have a full mm-hmm. grasp on it in fact when yeah. you asked me do I believe they're going to hell um, you know I, I probably answered that too definitively um, I right. do believe there's that there's nuance, I understand well yeah. I, I and I like what I'm saying is I I do believe that the only way to the father is through Jesus mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily know what the rest of it means so when you say do I believe they're going to hell I I'm not sure, yeah. but, also but that doesn't mean that I don't believe the only way to the Father is through Jesus. Yeah. And I guess the only thing that I wanted to say about that was if my relationship with somebody who's an atheist is going to be um, in jeopardy as a Christian mm-hmm. because I believe that they're not going to the Father yeah. or don't believe the same thing I believe, um, then at the same time, they should also not want to have any kind of relationship with me because now I believe something they don't believe. And that's where I think it's a slippery slope because ultimately if they don't believe in God, what do they care what I think? Right. And then I'll, I'll, (laughs) sorry, no, it's just, I'll compound on his note right quick though. Um, There's a book that came out a long time ago called the one thing you can't do in heaven. Uh, And the bottom line in the book was the one thing you can't do in heaven is do mission, no ministry for people here on earth to try and get them to go there. Now, the one thing so that it helped me to understand, chill cool. out. Um, <laughs> the one thing uh, that you can't do in heaven that was set forth within me also gave this one finite truth. All we have to do is have a conversation with them and then ultimately understand it's still up to them to decide. And whether or not they decide, if we've had the conversation, then I can't say that I can sleep peacefully at night because I really would like to see them with me. But ultimately, those are the quote-unquote terms and conditions. And the problem with with saying that on the other side is there's, there's always going to be terms and conditions. The terms and conditions for our lives can only be set forth by the destiny which we attempt to cast for ourselves. I can cast friends into my life. I can cast my relationship with a deity into my life. And then ultimately that's the whole purpose and point of faith. And I think that's the one word that we all haven't said this entire um, hour. And 
who do you put your faith in? And again, that opens up the can of worms that probably nobody wants to open up um, (laughs) at this particular point in time. But it is necessary because eventually, no matter what you're seeking, when you do finally commit to that process, you have to understand that there are going to be a series of unknowns. And the unknowns that will eventually be revealed at some point in time, and we don't know when those are, are only going to be receivable and attainable by continued commitment to that faith. And to that point, um, I would say that I do have a complete respect for your stance and your vantage point. Again, because, wow, but also um, because if nothing else, you've taken the time to think out that process to come to your conclusion. Mm -hmm. And are probably still thinking it out to more... Um, to 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 have a, a better grasp of why you feel what you feel. As a matter of fact, it was the last thing, but I would like to encourage you all, my friends, to know why you believe what you believe. You know, um, and in that, we're you know the beginning of the, the thing we told you we asked you like ultimately right now, what do you believe? And you can answer that in a second, but just know that I intentionally say this, and I will go on record. I have more respect that's gonna get me in trouble i don't care uh (laughs) uh, i have more respect for a person who can give me sound reason for why they keep the stance that you may potentially keep um uh not not love but still respect uh than a christian who may simply just walk the line because they're told to walk the line yes um because (laughs) that is that is faith without wisdom yeah um you have to have the two and right now you are continuing to seek wisdom. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm being uh, hypocritical for two seconds because I said we wouldn't do it, my prayer is that that wisdom will lead you back to faith. That's me. But other than that, though, bro, you got to know that this is this is freaking awesome. And um, if nothing else, I think that it's gonna be used to do amazing things, or at least to set some people free from how they've been feeling. Because I feel like it leads to a lot of the anxiety that is out there in the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And I do think that when you put here, I encourage you all to believe, to figure out why you believe what you believe. Um, I think that that's the, the most important question here. And I think that it's, it's important to find the distinction. Why do I believe what I believe versus, um, me concerning myself with why others believe what they believe. Yep. Um, and I would find that as a distinction. So I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, so what, what's next for you in your learning experience? Um, good question. I've, I've been kind of starting to become content with, uh, being in that place of not knowing much. Okay. Um, which I think, well, like I got, like I said earlier, there is a, um, I think nobody really knows as much as they think they do. Um, And so applying, like kind of applying more of the mindset of love God, love people, uh, as opposed to saying what's right and wrong and what what is a sin and what isn't, is kind of a a better direction to go. Um, In terms of Christianity, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a Christian in the... I guess the Western evangelical sense. And I wouldn't even say, I mean, I, I think that's an important distinction because right. it is, uh, there is a, you know, I almost of, think that I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I have my doubts. The, uh, yeah. 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 So 
I've been exploring a lot of different things, a lot of different philosophies. Um, something, one thing I've been looking at is like Stoicism or Taoism, but that's more of like um, for lessons of life than yeah. anything. I'm, I'm totally content with not having a definition on my faith if there is one. Okay. Um, you said something interesting, trying to determine what's right or wrong or trying to determine what is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, ultimately, that's how we interact with our fellow man, right? right. Like, like, because we have society believes in what's right or wrong, and a lot of the things yeah. we can all kind of agree on, like we go. you know, cheating, Here murder, stealing, lying, like as society, love people, right? So then, so then you that's just messed a, up already. You messed up off the jump, and I love it. How did I mess up? Lying is lying really a sin? See, the, the I, I was I was wondering if this was really going to go here. Well, dishonesty. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well. Dishonesty is one thing, except Rahab was dishonest. So the question is, what really is the true definition of sin? Well, what I was trying to get to was, um, what are the things you're going to use as support for what you determine is right, wrong, or a sin? Say, is it better for the people involved? Or is it, does it make them better? Um, is it violating them? Because okay. um, sometimes we do things out of a righteous mind thinking sure. we are the righteous ones mm-hmm. right. telling somebody to do something and they are totally fine, content, happy, not harming anybody, but because our interpretation of scripture leads us to believe it's a sin. Right. We are willing to guilt this person into living a certain way. Okay. Uh, I've met people that have gone through conversa- uh, conversion therapy. Right. Um, and that is oh, a whole... Jesus. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Even beyond um, conversion therapy. But yeah. just like this is all, this is all encompassing. Uh, right. I mean, there's the whole mindset of whole, like the church kind of harbors predators in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So so that's, that's determining what you believe is not a sin. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just saying, so how do you determine what it? Because like if like Fox Mulder says, you know, the truth is out there. So there has to be some Chill sort out. of there has to be some sort of north. I mean, who are I we mean, to determine that? What is a sin? And is the, is sin even a thing? I mean, that's a, this is a, a loaded question. And I really don't think there is a clean answer. Well, you said uh, well, so we won't call it sin because that feels too religious. So what's right and uh, wrong? Right and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, is that with with that type of approach, if somebody, um, you know, believes that uh, ODing on heroin and, and killing themselves is okay, like technically they didn't hurt anybody. Like there's just there's there's a lot of gray, and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just trying to, and I'm not trying to poke holes in anything. I'm just trying to say, so what's next for you as you continue? Because it it seems like you went. Uh, in an approach to disprove a lot of what it was that you did believe. Um, but I would think on the other side of that, you'd, you'd want to maybe be motivated to pick up the pieces and now determine what, what you're going to believe now. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough pieces to come back to the point of where I, anywhere near I was. Yeah, no, and that that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but I don't know if I initially went out to disprove. I just went out to explore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, I called it a journey right. for a reason. Right. Yeah. Um, I told my roommate, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm on a theological journey right now. I have no idea where I'm going to end up, if I'm going to, what church I'm going to go to, or what, what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that in the middle of the process. And um, yeah, I, in terms of truth, like, what is it? Like, who are we to say what it is? Uh, we can have faith. That's where I come up with. That's where I, that notion of uh, opposite of uh, faith is in doubt, but certainty. Yeah. Because if we're so certain 
where we don't allow ourselves to actually go into the unknown and actually have a faith of something greater. Um, but I think a lot of us are too scared to actually go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think there's absolutely things about life that are going to be unknowable, but I also think there's things in life that are knowable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we get to a point where certain things that we can't see in front of us are absolutely knowable. Well, I mean, and again, faith. I, I, I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. well, it's like I mean, I I know that I love my children. Yeah, some things I are know knowable. That, that's what I'm saying. So some things are. But um, even then, I think sometimes there might be something going on underneath that we don't even know about. Some kind of subconscious huh. belief. It's very we, some, we learn new things about ourselves mm-hmm. every day. Well, like for me personally, going through the whole realization that I was seeking out community mm-hmm. when I was 20 years old and joined the church. Yeah. That is something I learned recently. And I'm, you know, 36 years old now. So all this stuff, right. like then when I said I was coming to a new point of um, self-exploration, self-realization, mm-hmm. uh, learning about myself a lot quicker, it's because I don't have uh, my, I'm not looking at everything through the lens through the filter of, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. of theology. Um, no, I think when it, it comes to theology, you're absolutely right. That there are some things that maybe aren't knowable, and you can only get but so close. Yeah, I, I feel um, like that's actually ninety percent of the way there. I think that, but I, our depending. view, yeah. I feel well. No, I, I feel like that's actually intentional, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually for one of the reasons that you said. I feel like um, God for me, um, Holy Spirit, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all that good stuff. I feel like they knew that man was mucking up stuff enough. To, to say that we probably shouldn't let you know everything. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Don't I give mean, them the answer yeah, key. We're rolling in the whole supernatural. Yeah. Now, my, uh, like the, the explanation of like praying in tongues and stuff like that, which some people right. think that is entirely too holy roller, but it's in the Bible, <laughs> so have that conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, it's, it's cool to me to be able to do that because it gives me a sense of comfort almost. Yeah. Uh, because if there is a creator out there who has the master plan. And not only that, um, but if we're understanding what our word says, our steps are ordered, which means that all we have to do is take steps and things will become clearer. And I think that's the thing. I think that's what journeys are supposed to be all about is taking steps and then those steps becoming clearer, things making more sense, things beginning to gel um, and form together. Then I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like we, we mismanage that especially in Western culture and Western civilization, um, because we are more so, quote unquote, self-made in the process. And we like to look back and say, hey, I did that. And we wouldn't like to look (laughs) back and say, hey, such and such and -and so-and-so did that, no matter what such and such and -and so-and-so is. And unfortunately, that would also be um, our our gods or our higher beings as well. Because, I mean, I I had a, a really close friend of mine who was practicing Buddhists, as a matter of fact. And she... I mean, this goes back to that thing, God rest our soul. You know, she was really trying to look back and figure it out, look back and figure it out, and really couldn't come wrap her head around it and ultimately took her life because of it. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's why this this drives the, the passion that it does in me. Because right. too many of us are misfiring or if nothing, if, if, if at the very least misconfiguring certain things and that we don't understand how we could have gotten that wrong and it just sends us into a tailspin. Yeah. And I don't think that's you. But what I no. do think is, um, you know, I, I think that, again, going back to the initial understanding, like not having a conversation with somebody who could at least say, yo, I get that. 
you know what I'm saying? And then maybe let's break this down or let me break it down with you or something like that. I yeah. feel like that causes the, the, the tension that beseeches <laughs> whatever the freak. Well, over, um, the, over the last three years, I've become much more hyper aware of how I value truth. And, and that's not even a church thing. That's simply a politics thing. And, um, no, but I mean, it, it correlates because the moment we start to say, well, you know, how can we know anything's true is the moment then if that's the case, then why do I care about anything that's going on? Why do I care about if anybody hates anybody? Um, but I become hyper aware of it because I feel like, uh, especially in America over the last couple of years, we've been, uh, told multiple truths we've been it's so much so that we're told there's fake news or alternative facts <laughs> okay alternative facts is the craziest thing i've ever heard of like a fact is is by its definition something that is, is proven true you can't really have an alternative <laughs> to that and yet so it's like the most self-defeating thing oh, you can even say it. and yet oh, it comes yeah. up so so i'm just saying like i've i've kind of had this this uh awakening into really valuing what is true. Mm -hmm. And so by disproving a lot of the notions I once held, Mm -hmm. Jordan and I met um, by uh, being in a uh, race community group where we talked about race and the church and America and history of that. That's how we met. And um, uh, I had gone into that having changed my opinion of a lot of things just because I, I, God kind of worked in, in my heart. And after having kids, you become much more empathetic toward your fellow man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just become that way. And so I, I was trying to figure out, okay, a lot of things I maybe used to believe, um, or maybe still hold on to, unfortunately, a lot of those things are deep seated in the church. Um, maybe those things aren't, aren't accurate. So how do I now go? So I was able to kind of disprove, but now I want to seek, okay, well then what's real? What's true? What's, what's factual? How did things really play out? That's the whole point. I mean, that's exactly how that works too, because it's funny how we can miss so many things in the Bible for that reason. Um, My favorite thing is how everybody harps on Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm -hmm. First of all, they miss the fact that it's corporate is for everybody, not just one person. So (laughs) please stop doing that in ministry time. Number two, um, when they do that, they miss Verses 12 and 13, which mm-hmm. are an automatic tie-on because it's a prophecy. Right. Um, and with the prophetic, there's always terms and conditions. And it says, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart, which mm-hmm. means you have to actually go after him and not just count on the promise that this is going to come <laughs> right, right. to fruition. Um, and to that point, I would say that uh, for anybody who's out there, um, uh, God, my professor's um, stuff is all over this one, uh, but whatever. Um, at the beginning of my class every semester, mm-hmm. my hermeneutics class specifically, um, I tell everyone that there is a word that they don't realize that they know, but they are it and they've been it forever. And it's called a presupposition. Um, and a presupposition basically means you presuppose a lot of things. And it's because of your right. environment. It's because of the, the world that you came up in or the world that you discover. Yeah. Um, and how you develop your world. Yeah, view. Yeah. yeah. And then what I do in, in, in a dramatic rage, um, I, I erase it with an eraser and then chuck the eraser. And I'm like, for the next 10 weeks, forget that you know this word and forget everything about yours. <laughs> Cause if not, I just tell them, I'm like, I'm sorry, I love you, but you might come across something that you don't agree with that is in your core values and right. you're going to get your feelings hurt. And I've had students walk out of my class crying yeah, because something that they swore was what they knew the entire, and I mean, it's an academic setting. I'm telling them at the end, I'm like, look, 
go back to your church, love your people, love your world. Um, and just understand that eventually you may need to be open to certain things. You right. can still actually even participate in what they will call your polity, your way of doing things, your doctrine. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine if it's a part of a life-giving church, as long as they're not feeding you the wrong information for the wrong reason, which I know for you would probably spark something to say, hold up, wait a minute. Um, just because, in my personal opinion, um, if you're a part of one of those communities, if it's still life-giving, like for example, the 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 Methodist Baptist um, uh, Catholic movement, where somebody sprinkles water on your head and your baby, somebody pours water on your head and your baby, or you have to make the decision yourself to be fully immersed underwater, the process of baptism. Like those videos where they're dunking those babies and they look Chill terrifying. Out, man. I love those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chill that's out, man. Cool. Yeah, those things are <laughs> yeah, actually freaking crazy. creepy, bro. Um, but I'm, <laughs> but you know, if if we're gonna sit there and argue about that instead of actually getting people into the church so that they can do it then I got a problem because we don't have time for that. We do have time to love people and create community with them. Um, You know, so at the end of the day, if that's what you decide you want to do, that's fine. But just understand though, that when you continue to read the Bible, something may come up and you might be like, wait, hold on. That's, that's not what we do. Um, What is this all about? And then I beg you investigate it. And I beg that you exhaust your investigation to come to the conclusion that you can come to. And when you come to that conclusion, be okay with it. Because if not, then all you're going to do is rack your brain and everybody else's brain around you. Um, but, uh, you know, to that extent, again, that's why I'm glad that you you did this carefully. Um, and you did this with, you know, just, I don't know, with, with every amount of detail that you could. Um, and I know that we are, it's a minute or an hour 18. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We usually try and keep this to about 55 minutes to an hour. Oh, get this out of here. That hasn't happened once. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it has technically, <laughs> but it hasn't. I'm, I'm going to say um, it all night. Hey, so, hey, hey. So, <laughs> and I think one bonus of the reasons, material. No, go ahead. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, one of the reasons why I asked, like, what what's next is because you had mentioned in here that you had never been more, I think you said, passionate about kind of your, your journey of learning new things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that started roughly a year ago when you really started deep diving in. Mm-hmm. And so when I read that, I was like, man, he must be really on, on fire to figure out like what he's going to believe now. Um, because it sounded like you were very much wanting to find out what was true. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and I realize that that can take a lot of time, but I would just encourage you to, instead of taking a year and saying, um, okay, well, I've just determined that nothing's true. Just keep, keep looking, keep learning, keep mm-hmm. going through it. Because if you truly have that belief, then you, there's really no motivation to keep learning anything, I guess. Uh, it's not, I'm not saying nothing is true. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, I was really uneasy to answer that question because there obviously there is truth. Um, but I also often think the, the, the truths that we hold to hold dear aren't necessarily always true. Yes. Um, so that I agree. And that's Mm -hmm. why I was kind of, when I, why this sparked an interest in me is because I saw a lot of some of the things I was doing over the last three years and trying to reshape some of the things that I believed. Um, were true, right. but I realized it was just my worldview, just my perspective, yeah. and seeking out the opposite of that yeah. to kind of yeah. break that down. But then from there, it's like, okay, well, now, yeah. okay, I, I proved that that's not real. So what 
what right. really is. I think uh, it's a lifelong process, right? Yeah. Of trying to explore what's real, what's not, what's true, what's yeah, not. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong process. And honestly, if you're at a certain point where you're just, you know, you're in one camp and you're like, everybody outside of this camp is wrong. Yeah. Then, then you're at a really dangerous point. Right. Um, right. That will hurt other people. No, I think you're probably in a better spot of saying I'm still looking than I've determined all these people are crazy. I, I will always, <laughs> I will always be looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say that I, I don't want to call anybody crazy because, like I said, everybody's trying their best. Yeah. But I do feel, from my experience, my and what I've heard from other friends that have been in similar situations, that there is a lot of cognitive dissonance that comes from the Western evangelical church yeah. or even any kind of. Um, absolute absolutist mindset mm-hmm. where um you know where you draw lines where they don't need to be mm-hmm. now here's i gotta i just gotta ask this question because it's fun Shoot. uh what if you come across something that is just i don't i don't know what it would be for you but what if you do come across something that is so absolute and you try and like poke holes through everything and it's just like nah bro i'm here what do you do with that then um it depends on what kind of thing it is. Or are we talking about like, because in terms of I mean, I'm, faith or oh yeah. or the meaning of life, I no, think that's... Um, yeah, we're going there. That's a really hard thing because even at that point, you have different experiences that go with it. My experience, it's whatever happens to me, it kind of happens to me through my lens, through my... Um, through my own experience. I'm putting, I'm projecting my own life, my life onto that. So if we, if I, that happens to me and I comes to a point, like say I have a dream about Jesus and like, he's telling me to come back or whatever, who knows what's going on in my head at that point. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to dismiss the, um, experiences of others who have had different experiences and are steadfastly beside that. Cause that would be kind of self-righteous. I feel like, um, and placing myself above them. Yeah. Well, and I'd also say um, something to just maybe be cognizant of, and and this isn't necessarily directed at you, but just directed at people who might be going through maybe kind of that tipping point that you found. Um, Just be careful to separate um, what is true about God and what is true about God's supposed laws shared through the church, because I do believe there's plenty of those tightly held beliefs, tightly held laws, those lines that you've talked about being drawn, Mm -hmm. that the church is drawing that God did not draw. And so if you allow that to wedge in, then man is actually the one that you're losing faith in, but you throw out God at the same time. And, And I'm not saying that that's what happened with you. I'm just saying that people who may be where you were a year ago trying to figure that out, just think about it. I think, um, I think they're kind of, uh, inseparable, at least in terms of the, uh, uh, the tip, the traditional tr- Christian view of God or Jewish view of God or whatever. I think, okay. um, they're kind of inseparable. Um, and they can be like, in, when it comes to immaterial things like, um, like, uh, religion and God and faith, all these things that are not, uh, on earth, like within our own sight, things that we can verify and not verify. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I'm one thing that's where faith comes in, but it's also, we can't, we can't necessarily say like put a definition on that. Well, like a, uh, an example that I'll give is how, um, the majority of evangelicals in the United States, um, want a wall built. They don't want immigrants. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's not at right. all biblical. So if we allow their belief 
of that and to taint what's actually biblical from from what we would maybe deem the word of God, that's allowing man to separate us from what's true of, about God. My question would be, how do you um, how do you define God then, and where do you get that definition? The the Bible. I'm just saying that if we're if we're focusing, we'll just say that the let's say the Bible is what I deem is my true north. Mm-hmm. I will always then consult that as my absolute, as we talked about, um, and compare that to what I'm being told. Um, because otherwise, we, we don't really have any way of kind of navigating life. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Well, if we're losing faith in people, in that, in that yeah. you know, in terms of, you know, yeah. uh, certain people of a certain political belief, yeah. and other people, like, where do we... Like, how do we say that uh, the Bible is real? Because it's touched people. It's gone through people. How do we mm-hmm. sit, call that an absolute and put faith in that? Because I, I do believe that God can work himself through people. Um, what I'm saying is that it, it's very easy to determine um, where people are at least misinterpreting. Yeah. What, what I have at least deemed to say, okay, well, I do believe that God worked through these people to develop this book. And now, pe- I mean, it's that's yeah. fairly black and white. So the, if I do believe the Bible, the Bible says this, and these people are not practicing this. Like, that's fairly easy to prove. I mean, it talks about, um, you know, love, love your neighbor, love God, love people. By hating gays, by putting up signs outside of abortion clinics that say you're going to hell, by uh, supporting not having immigrants yeah. come in, by doing those things, you are obviously not following um, the Bible. So what all I'm saying is that there's a distinction between how I see people who claim to believe in something are behaving versus how what I believe in is telling me how to behave. I, my thing is I don't really believe that's uh, inseparable because the Bible. I mean, if we want to say You don't believe that, that man's behavior is inseparable from the Bible? Uh... I believe that if we're saying people aren't perfect, then we have to say the Bible isn't perfect. Okay. And that's... Um, Do you believe there are moments where people can have a perfect idea or a perfect moment? I don't think people can be perfect. Okay. Um, perfect moment, no. good moments, sure. Okay. Um, inspiring moments, sure. Okay. Um, but in terms of... There will always be something happening, something about that person that is imperfect. Mm-hmm. And they bring that... Their, their person to that moment. So mm-hmm. can somebody have a perfect moment? No, I don't believe so. Okay. What about um, the connectedness to the higher being and the fact that the higher being could be perfect? There, I feel like there has to be a moment where in, in a relation, you must realize that um, whoever that higher being is supposed to be, there is a reason why they must have that established connection and let's just we'll call it salvation because that's 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 what it is no one else can do that for the imperfect person but the perfect being right um and if that's the case uh then that which is left by the perfect person i mean which right or the perfect being which could have been oratory or in this case could have been manual um has to have rules laws guidelines and for argument's sake, let's just say that he's the one who gifted those words. 
and those words are now. And I mean, yeah, this is all about to be, you, you, you're going to tell me everything you're going to tell me and I'll be like, okay, I get that. But still, nonetheless, um, there was a process to ensure that everything that made the cut made the cut. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a stringent process. Right. And it was a stringent process not based on what you would think that an imperfect man would desire be in there. Because if you check the material, the material does not, it's not like a modern day history book where we know how the West was won. Yeehaw. But they don't tell you about all the other stuff that happened behind the scenes. Like you get the behind the scenes, you get the in front, you get the up, you get the down, you get the all around. And like I said, again, for me, I believe that that brings a form of solace because it reminds me that there's a life of grace that can be had if I actually pay attention to the words that are in the book and focus very well on living out the desired means that it has for my life. Throwing every little bit of gray I can into that. Like, you know, (laughs) what and how can you say something to that dealing with imperfect people being addressed by a perfect being? Because if not, I mean, other than that, what do we have? We have that perfect being maybe speaking to them directly and then all of them dying of a heart attack because the perfect being (laughs) spoke to them. You know, I I think that there's a reason why things are done the way they're done. That's what I'm saying. So, Yeah, I I have no desire to get into a debate on the inerrancy of Scripture. Um, But I will will say that there are arguments to those. Um, And, yeah, I I don't want to sway people's beliefs. And I, I, I might have come across a certain way and ask questions that may have seen that way, but it's not really my, uh, my desire. I just want people to, uh, be more gracious and not apply rules to people that probably shouldn't be applied. Not probably definitely shouldn't be applied. I definitely agree that people need to be more gracious. Good God. Yeah. We're definitely there on that, man. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of ways that you can be ungracious and not even realize it. Absolutely. Um, so people need to actually listen to people's emotional perspectives, their stories. I think if, if there's anything I wanted to get out of that, mm-hmm. wanted to put out there, it's not, not just, you know, know why you believe, but, uh, to listen, um, to other perspectives, yeah. um, and to, uh, hear people's stories because there's more truth in that, that they'll find than there is in, uh, I guess, a dogma that you'll hear from a, from a pulpit. Cool. Well, I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and Bro, this was this was real. And yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, this was very real, man. Like um uh, I will uh I guess I'll close this. I'll give us the benediction glory. <laughs> um was saying this. Um I'm well aware of how potentially unpopular this conversation could be in the eyes of certain people. Yes. Um and so, you know, my my prayer is that uh, this does two things. Number one, again, this is something where somebody says, oh, I realize I'm struggling with the same stuff. Let me open up you right. know, my mind, my mouth, my heart and be real and hopefully have people in my world that are willing to have the conversation with me. Right. And twofold, um, that person who just knew that they knew that they knew that they knew that they knew that you, you get the point, um, you know, let them listen to this and be like, oh, maybe I could afford to have a little more grace or maybe I didn't realize I thought that I had grace um, right, and, and right. now I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing uh, that I don't yes that is the design and the desire um, that I that I really had for this episode and and Jamie man it was it was yeah. everything I thought it was gonna be and yeah, I really 
Um, yeah, because that, that works both ways. When we talked about, um, you know, suicide on a previous podcast, it mm-hmm. works both ways. You can't just say, well, I'm here. Come talk to me. Because people going through stuff like this or right. seeking things or looking for things, they're not always going to be able to just be open. So you need to be right. you need to be sensitive to people in your life that are going through those things. And like you said, their stories. So even if it's just you see someone struggling, just take the time to talk to them and just listen. Mm-hmm. Just listen to their story. And it's not even about a theological debate or anything. It's just uh, simply take the time to listen. If you if you truly do care about people, whether it's because you care about people or because there's some you know religion that you believe that tells you to care about people, yeah. the bottom line is if you say you care about people, whatever the reason is, sure then actually show that you care about yeah, people. Come on now. Yeah. And uh, you know that's I I will say that's part of why we wanted to have you on because we actually care about the words you put down here. We care about the experience that you had, yeah. and we care about you being able to share that. Yeah. Yeah. Any um, parting, non-partisan words of encouragement? <laughs> or partisan. Anybody? I like that, too. Chill out, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely won't go there. No, no I think, um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything I want, want to throw out there. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. Well, Jamie, sir, thank you so very much. Yes, thank you. Love you, man. You're awesome. Appreciate you. Word. You as well. Thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode of Eye to Eye. Please don't forget to follow us on FB, Inspired One Enterprises, on Insta at Eye to Eye Podcast. That's the letter I underscore the number two underscore the letter I podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform leave those five stars and a generous review because you love us and want us to be great as we do you. Thank you once again for rocking with us. And remember, be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Was that good, Little Bear? Did I do it? Did I do that? Did I do it like the, the nice white people with the good voices? No? I'm just not going to say nothing. Okay, fine. (sighs) Thank you again, guys. See you next week.